Hey there, fellow explorers. Welcome to Transformation with uh, Espor Hana for Central Finance. The podcast that turns enterprise transformation into an epic adventure. I am Mallikarjun, your enthusiastic tour guide on this thrilling ride. Each enterprise transformation is like a road trip. Unique, exciting, and full of surprises. But here's the best part. You don't need to rein when the wheel or worry about wrong turns. We are here to make sure you have a blast. Learn from the best and share a laugh or two along the way. In this podcast, we'll show you how SAP can make your enterprise intelligent, sustainable, and a bit futuristic, like something out of a sci-fi movie. So, grab your snacks, buckle up, and get ready for a ride that's as smooth as an open highway. We're about to explore innovation, efficiency, and a brighter, fun-filled future. Hi, Hemant and hi, Nandkishore. Welcome to the podcast. We would like to, uh, can you please uh, introduce yourself and uh, tell us uh, a little bit of background on your experience working with Central Finance to start with. Sure. Um, I would start. Hemant Patak here. Uh, I represent our S4 HANA Center of Excellence. Uh, I'm responsible for the EMEA region. I'm based in Frankfurt. I've been working very closely with your uh, colleagues from Waldorf ever since S4 HANA was born way back in 2015. I'm in this role and very glad to be here for this occasion of two-day conference on central finance. Uh, I'm personally involved in uh, several uh, S4HANA as well as central finance projects that we are delivering along with SAP uh, across industry verticals uh, in the region and also happy to reflect some of those observations and learnings from uh, having done that and been there uh, for central finance. So glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah, uh, my name is Nand Kishu. I'm part of the uh, Infosys SAP Global Delivery Team and primarily working on the Central Finance S4HANA project, uh, especially in the EVA region along with Hemant. So uh, I work with multiple clients, uh, uh, especially with respect to the safing uh, implementation. The major client was AWS, for which we rolled out for the last six years. It was a successful story from our side. So apart from that, uh, we are working on various other uh, RFPs on the, on the Central Finance and the SFRA journeys. How long uh, you, uh, you've been uh, kind of from an Infosys uh, focusing on these opportunities in you in in Europe? As I said, uh, we are quite uh, heavily invested. I think uh, ever since Hana was born, as we remember, mm-hmm. um, with our heritage of Mr. Vishal Sikka, right from 2011, mm-hmm. uh, we were very close to technology adoption. I think, and we have been early adoption uh, as a as a uh, SAP partner as well as uh, as you know, we are one of the successful. Um, implementation case of S4HANA itself um, uh, for our internal IS. Uh, accordingly, Central Finance also was pretty much on our radar because uh, Infosys, uh, as an as an organization, as a as an SI partner, we are uh, um, present into the large uh, corporations space. Uh, that's the customer segment that we are close to um, across industries, and as we know. Uh, because of uh, various good reasons, large corporations also come with heterogeneous IT landscape. Uh, that's where probably uh, Central Finance had its genesis uh, to to look at uh, the financial 
aggregated transparency and centralized processes and so on. So naturally it came to us as a heritage, I would say that a lot of our existing customers came to us um, uh, with uh, the need to evaluate the product first of all and then to adopt it. So we have been pretty much associated along the entire journey of the product evolution that happened from SAP. And uh, we are also happy to say that we were the one of the first partners uh, in the world to work with SAP to also uh, go live with Central Finance uh, early on in 2016. So uh, ever since that, it has been a journey as we know. The product has evolved and it has also matured and accordingly the adoption also we are seeing and that has scaled in the market. Uh, so uh, there are a lot of such, uh, I would say, continuous involvement we have on various dimensions, be it in terms of providing services, but also assisting SAP in terms of fine-tuning the product roadmap, creating some of those, uh, as we call it, as a white space tools and accelerators that complement the toolkit that SAP offers for central finance adoption, be it at the strategic phase or implementation or even beyond. Apart from the implementation, what Hemant was saying, we're also focusing on the digital transformation, what you can bring in, uh, and also the finance transformations, what can we bring into the customers. So this is also main focus that what we are doing now. So let's take a, uh, a typical customer who's probably running ECC for, let's say, 10, 20, 15, 20 years. They have their uh, source systems or the existing systems uh, heavily configured, as we mostly see in the data is a little bit all over the place uh, with a lot of duplicates and LCs. And in you, in with your experience, and uh, how do you? What are the key concerns um, from that you hear from customers from our ECC customers that uh, reach out to you and ask for guidance uh, on how they should plan their journey to Hana with Central Finance? Yeah, so broadly, you know, some common themes I can reflect today. Uh, one is that. Uh, uh, a lot of customers are also looking for uh, transformation um, with the occasion of S4HANA or Central Finance. So when it comes to new investment in this direction, and naturally there is also uh, an appetite in terms of reorganizing the uh, the operating model of the company, be it introducing shared services or looking at a different way, uh, efficient way of doing a finance function overall. So that is, that is there on the CFO agenda. He is looking for more value out of this investment. That is one. Then the second uh, observation is also that uh, when we go for uh, such technology modernization discussion, um, we typically see that for, again, for the large organizations, it is very common that they have different level of preparedness. There are different, um, let's say, a level of maturity for uh, different line functions to adopt this transformation. It could be that there are other uh, investments and other initiatives that are ongoing. And naturally, we have also seen that um, finance has been an early adopter or also one, um, let's say, volunteer uh, who typically comes forward in terms of seeing the value in the product from SAP and also uh, readiness to provide the capacity that is required internally to to be able to uh, deploy the, the functionalities and realize it for the organization. So, as I said, on these two fronts, uh, instead of keeping it as a plain Valina uh, ERP transformation program discussion, uh, naturally the discussion steers towards uh, central finance as a potential model, as we call it. So in terms of reorganizing the operating model, then there are opportunities of uh, improving the efficiency on, on the finance and controlling side. Shared services happens to be one, let's say, successful model, but there could be other areas like introducing new capabilities in terms of, let's say, consolidation and so on and so forth. 
that definitely add to the uh, reorganization part of the way uh, the entire finance is being done. And secondly, when we come to looking at the organizational preparedness, having evaluated the product, having seen the different innovations that are relevant for different business function, if we come across a situation where the entire organization globally is not ready to embrace the change, uh, naturally then we will have to go back to the prioritized way and uh, look at a more softer, um, let's say, start. And uh, in our observation, it is very common that finance comes first in the list, which can also become a strong foundation uh, for the other functions to to look at as a role model. And uh, it is it is quite prevalent, I think we're discussing today and tomorrow also from others as well, that uh, central finance is not only seen as an aggregated focal point, it is also seen as a good launching pad so that other functions also see value in the transformation and uh, they can also learn from the learnings of others uh, who are doing finance first in terms of a lot of uh, areas of preparation, be it the organization required for deployment, data is a topic, architecture is another topic, uh, technology selection, uh, integration. So these are some big topics that uh, when central finance introduces first in the organization, naturally there is a bit of a breathing space as we call it for others to also embrace that change and also organize ourselves. So it is also a bit of, as I said, um, finance-led transformation that we are also observing. So naturally, it um, it also helps us to spread the, the entire change in the organization uh, over a longer horizon. And of course, we are all quite comfortable with the classic case where uh, the, the client organization already knows that the journey is going to be quite long. And because of that, and then central finance comes as, as a immediate, uh, what we call it as the quick value gain, which uh, is seen by the CEO organization, uh, be it not only in terms of the reporting, but also some of the centralized processes nowadays. And uh, we all know the typical duration difference between a, a classic uh, greenfield ERP implementation vis-a-vis -a, -vis a central finance implementation. So naturally, then it starts as an early adopter and then others would follow. As, as most of the big organizations have multiple ERP systems, uh, whether it's SAP or non-SAP systems, so they wanted to bring all these things into one single source of truth in one system, be it S4 HANA system or a Stephen system, and see that they have a control over one system so that uh, they can work on that. Uh, clubbed with a lot of transformations that are coming in now. Thank you. <clears throat> thank you. Well, thank you for the wonderful insights. So, we, we, based on your experiences taking your customers through central finance and eventually enabling them to adopt our additional innovations, what are the challenges you see that... Uh, for the uh, listeners of the podcast, uh, as they are thinking or planning to get started in a few months, what, what would you advise for them? So, uh, the first very uh, candid and honest, open uh, learning that we would like to share is that uh, it has been observed uh, in, in many uh, uh, customers that uh, the decision for central finance uh, was uh, taken based on conversation, based on presentations. Uh, based on the um, graphical representation that systems can be integrated into a central hub and then it, everything would work and and, and uh, let's call it um, a theoretical representation of how the, the, the future would look like. Uh, of course, it was a good uh, beginning, uh, but um, as we say, the rubber hits the ground. Um, a lot of customers also realize that uh, while we evaluate that, it requires a deeper investigation. 
be it in terms of the organization, be it in terms of the the whole architecture, how the IT landscape would look like. What is the window of opportunity that we're looking at for central finance? Is it a perpetual model or it is, as we discussed, early adoption model? Um, is it something that we need to also look at it from the data angle? So a lot of such, um, let's call it topics that popped up along the journey. And of course, then with the help of SAP as well as partners like us, uh, customers did solve them. But when we have to look at uh, a happy path, as we call it, right, where everything works perfectly, perhaps there are a lot of such pitfalls that we have identified, uh, which which we can definitely suggest. Having done that multiple times for other customers, now we do have those kind of uh, precautionary measures that perhaps has to be taken. One such thing is to try the technology. First of all, understand what kind of integration is is going to be there in a particular landscape. It is also likely that customers not only have the SAP ERP, but they might also have some non-SAP ERP in the landscape. So how the integration is going to be, how complex the transformation uh, mapping going to be uh, to be able to aggregate it. Do we want some structural topics to be re reopened like uh, harmonization of startup count or looking at the profit center hierarchy once again. Uh, so anticipating some of these additional scope items upfront um, while we all know that source ERPs will have to integrate to central finance, I think that's the given scope. But some of those additional scope items that people discovered along the way probably would be one good, uh, I would say, recommendation for someone who is starting this journey afresh to anticipate this. So what we do is, uh, what we call it as our um, entire uh, central finance implementation framework. Uh, having done that multiple times, we have already identified various, um, as we say, quadrants in which we need to prepare. First of all, it has to be some good reasons why we are doing central finance and why not a classic s implementation, right? That, yeah. that reason has to be established and it has to be driven by business. Uh, ultimately, it's a, it's a big investment, so we should have some reasons that relate back to the business strategy or some of the business objectives, how they will fulfill it. Then comes the organizational readiness part in terms of how much capacity business can invest, how much capacity IT can invest. Then comes the entire data piece, which is also quite becoming significant that we need to able to not only just replicate the data, but there's a lot of transformation mapping and um, maintenance involved. Um, and architecture, actual implementation program and so on and so forth. So all these topics are uh, now clearly known, which used to be challenges once upon a time. I think that's how I would put it, that uh, we discovered this uh, in the, which, let's say, first generation central finance projects, I would call it. But having done that, I think over the last eight years, both SAP and Infosys, both organizations um, as helping hand for the customer, I think are very well placed to identify the potential challenges that may come up. And we also then anticipate them, shortlist them at the strategy phase itself so that uh, we avoid those challenges down the line. So presently, we have a lot of success stories, whether it's S4HANA, whether it's Stephen. So this is like an eye-opener for a lot of organizations which want to embark the journey here. See, otherwise, generally, they have a misconception that, okay, we have to go for a Stephen, okay, it has to go for a five years journey or six years journey. But they are clients who are actually passed through this phase and they're giving their success credentials, isn't it? So this is building in the confidence of a lot of other customers which they want to embark on this journey. Yeah, thank, thank you for that. I remember all of the things that you said that stuck with me Another issue is uh, you make one success, happy customer talk to other yes. prospects. Do you remember that conversation? Exactly. Maybe you do you want to share uh, some insights on that? 
Yeah, it, it's the same thing. Uh, one success story brings in numerous success stories going forward, isn't it? So one successful case study at any client level, we can we can portrait multiple to multiple customers. So for example, when uh, when uh, Abus went live uh, in 2022, uh, we had one of the sessions where we had uh, uh, we invited the uh, IT head from the accounting side, Mr. Christian Gan from the Abus side, and he had presented for almost like 200 customers from Infosys side. We had a presentation. Uh, they shared the success stories. They said why SAFE is required, what are the obstacles they faced. So it was like educating a lot of other Infosys customers also. That's excellent, right? So people can do it right the first exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah, they don't have to reinvent the wheel. Thank yeah, you very exactly. much. Uh, one question: um, There are a lot of myths floating around uh, in the in the internet when you Google Centen Finance, etc. Uh, we are responsible to kind of educate uh, our podcast listeners with the right contextual information that is factful and fact-based. What is the one popular myth uh, that you would like to bust for our audience today? So one uh, is that it is for large organizations and uh, it is only for uh, companies who have multiple ERPs. Yeah. I, I think we need to look at uh, the whole offering from SAP differently. It is not intended as a focal point, as I mentioned earlier in this conversation. Um, having done that, we also discovered that it has higher value proposition uh, than acting as an aggregator. Uh, it can become, as we said, uh, it can become a leader into the transformation journey in terms of different business functions. So it can go ahead. Uh, typically, looking at the finance user profile also, if we see in most of the organizations, uh, they are uh, easier um, uh, or, or ready for change compared to, um, let's say, a, a manufacturing operation which is running for the last 20 years in a, in a factory where there is a certain profile of uh, users in terms of their education, their background and so on. It is also very, let's say, easy to to introduce those, uh, those transformation and the associated, uh, let's say, we call it as implementation pain that will come with it, right? Of course, it's not going to be uh, a straightforward game. But then uh, the finance uh, user community, the process owners do see value in that. Uh, secondly, the product is also quite enriched now. So we are not only talking about aggregated reporting, but there are a lot of centralized processes that are running. We are talking about consolidation in the same box. So it also has some fundamental benefits that finance community sees very clearly. And because of that, um, even we have customers, uh, a large um, um, CPG major from, from the US, where uh, they had just one large ECC. And uh, naturally, it was a case of whether we just do a simple system conversion or uh, we do something differently. But guess what? They're doing a central finance project now. Because of some of those reasons that I mentioned earlier, that the organizational readiness was quite different. And they also saw that it can become a, a launch pad for the transformation where we introduce the finance function first introduce some of the new finance capabilities like shared services first and have that physical environment established first, which is relatively less risk for the overall transformation uh, that the organization is going to carry for, for a big bang, um, let's say, change. So having established the finance uh, environment in terms of the entire set of new processes, new data model, new uh, set of systems, then we are introducing all those legacy ERPs onto the same environment. And at the end of it, we will have, as we call it, as a transitory central finance uh, model concluded logically, where we will still achieve finally one large-scale global single ERP. 
But as we see, the benefit of having central finance for this interim period is that they could start early. They could also mitigate the risk of instead of involving the entire organization in this global change, they could also restrict it to the smaller community of finance users. And naturally, they also had a lot of learnings, especially around the, the whole data harmonization, standardization area where they could restrict it to some of the finance objects. And then naturally, then it was also one learning that how should they approach this for rest of the function. So in a way, it's also a, a smooth transition towards uh, the new ARP landscape. All the success stories are the meat busters. So <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you've been working with Central Bank, as you mentioned, since 2015. Product came in inception, and uh, there are so many innovations that keep coming. Any anything that is um, of exciting to you? Hey, we're looking forward to that. Anything in the recent past or any solutions that are coming in which gel nicely with Seifin? Which ones are you most excited about? I would I would go for group reporting. I think that is pretty much on top of uh, as we say cherry on the on the cake because uh, traditionally if we see of course SAP had its own footprint of uh, the whole uh, consolidation solutions in the market, but also there are other players that are quite prevalent. And it was always the case that we have a core ERP, but still uh, the the external reporting or the aggregation at a group level happens in another environment. I think going away from that model of duality and having one source of truth, even for the external world as well as the internal world, has been, a, a, I would say, a great leap forward, uh, which also brings a lot of reliability onto the ERP data. That data itself is going to be externally reported for the shareholders. That brings in a lot of credibility also. And uh, it has been a tremendous, uh, I would say, um, effort and cost saver for a lot of organizations. Absolutely. And uh, how do we? How how does your team catch up with all the kind of the latest trends or the, the product innovations? How do you keep up to speed? Um, kind of uh, what's your uh, secret of success? Yeah, before I answer that, I must compliment SAP for uh, uh, continuously investing in this area. So not only SAP is developing, uh, I think, world class software, but also associated ecosystem that is being built, be it in terms of tools or accelerators, the, the advisory uh, content that is getting created, uh, as well as um, a lot of partner enablement channel that also has a lot of, I would say, um, uh, I would say a lot of flow of information that is coming up and also a bit of a participative nature that uh, we also get invited to some of the forums where we get a chance to reflect a little bit on the project experience like the regional implementation group SAP has internally. Something similar we also do um, uh, with with our set of projects and then if we are able to um, share that with SAP naturally it also helps as one input channel for the product roadmap and also helps to bridge some of those teething problems that are there um, that we typically solve on the fly on the night of cutover. If they're already told to SAP, probably there are different and better ways to address those problems. So we are very active uh, in terms of uh, the, 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 I would say, the, the traditional channels in terms of having learning hub licenses across our practice. Uh, we also have dedicated investment in terms of enablement. We also go for the Delta refresher training certifications and so on. So there's heavy investment there for the entire talent pool of over 25,000 odd SAP uh, talent pool that we have worldwide. Secondly, we also have, I think, built bridges across uh, various levels in SAP organizations. So we product organization, solution, there's also the alliance uh, that, that exists. Uh, so we also find it quite easy to approach uh, people having worked with them jointly. So I would like to quote also the integrated delivery framework here, 
which has also created a lot of uh, such, uh, let's say, comfort on both sides in terms of services core. Uh, and naturally, it has also created certain relations across uh, the, the partner ecosystems and SAP to be able to also um, get to know the latest um, that uh, is coming from SAP. So I think getting information has never been a challenge. Perhaps the challenge is that uh, we jointly try it out and also advise the client that what is ready for them. Uh, that's where probably we add value um, on top of the information that that comes through through SAP. And um, in a way, uh, this is also one continuous area. I think it, these kind of things are not just once done right and then we're done. Uh, so on an ongoing basis also, uh, it is also something that we would encourage SAP to look at uh, more and more such forums uh, to, to also sharpen a little bit um, all the investments, not only the product roadmap, but also a lot of tools and accelerators that are being built. For example, out of my project for one of the forestry and uh, paper company, which has gone live with Central Finance a year back, and we are doing the, the deployment for for rest of the functions now. Uh, we had challenged that one of the source uh, system was S4HANA, and we wanted it to be on a higher release than the Central Finance itself. That's a unique case. Of course, probably this is not something that happens to everyone every day. But then creating literature on this, that will that scenario support. Also, how do we manage refreshes in a live central finance environment? I think these are some of the areas where we are, uh, let's say, trying from our side to to create the right guidance for, for the community which is live because we not only need to take care of the SAP customers that are yet to start the journey, but also people who have already taken that path and they are live. I think they are also equally important to sustain the momentum and also see the value, to realize the value. So so people who are into the steady state mode of central finance, I think on that we need to probably focus more together. Infosys has, uh, has always given a lot of importance on training and uh, especially whether internal training or the external training. So we try to keep a lot of people up to date uh, whether it's respect S4 or a C4. So we have a center of excellence who try to keep the uh, a lot of materials. We have a portal called Next where people can, all the employees can go and do their learnings. They, they followed by a certification, followed by external certification. So a lot of importance is given on the skill set of the employees because it's it, it's the industry where the skill set matters, isn't it? Yeah. So people are getting updated uh, on a regular basis and on a continuous basis. Tell us about what are you presenting in the event, uh, TAC event uh, this time? So as the title goes for my session tomorrow, I would like to reflect a little bit about uh, three things. Benefits, learnings, and pitfalls. Uh, going back to our conversation right now, uh, we also would like to demystify uh, some of the apprehensions and concerns that uh, uh, an organization that is yet to start the journey might have in their mind. So reflecting a little bit some of the benefits that we have observed. Uh, and they are always unique to, to to a situation. So so we have collected a bouquet of benefits. Also some of the learnings, uh, which are, of course, uh, having done that before, we also want to share this uh, to, to the prospects who are also about to start this journey. As I said, there is a 360-degree perspective now. People process technology in all the areas. There's a preparation required for a, for a successful central finance journey. And pitfalls, uh, certain things that went wrong and uh, th things that we do not want to repeat in future. Of course, that uh, also we would like to share with the audience tomorrow. Thank you. What do you think of a conference like TAC? Why a prospect who is listening to this, thinking about central finance and maybe want to start in, in 2024, should attend a conference like this? What would you advise? 
I would think it's a it's a it's a great opportunity because first of all it's a it's a serious business for for the customer organization as well they're investing heavily. Uh, secondly, if we roll back into history, say five or seven years ago, such kind of events were not even possible. There were a handful of customers worldwide, and there was not much learning from somebody who has done it before to share. Right, so they were also taking some leap of faith and trying out things. Today, we are in a situation that worldwide there is a, I would say, a, a sizable installed base of Central Finance customers. So, like in any uh, new uh, initiative or in any new, um, um, I would say, venture that we undertake, it is always prudent to learn from others, from learn from their successes as well as from their failures. So, such kind of events are, of course, uh, that can give some practical first-hand learnings from different organizations like ours as well as SAP. In in a very compact fashion, I think in in two days is definitely a recommended uh, event to attend. Rather than googling and going into nowhere, uh, better to attend a conference like this and get meet the person in uh, you know, have a face-to-face, one-on-one kind of a conversation, and uh, uh, maybe use this as a good networking opportunity. Uh, and then meet the right people. Carry absolutely. Thank you very much. We really appreciate uh, your time and thanks a lot for the great work uh, you're contributing to Central Finance uh, community uh, and uh, keep, please keep the good work uh, going and uh, thanks a lot for your time once again. It was great talking to you both. Thank you. On behalf of Infosys also, Malik, thanks to you and uh, SAP as well as TSE, the entire organizing team for inviting us first of all and give us an opportunity to also share our thoughts today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Malik. Thank you. Thank you. And that's a wrap for today's adventure. What a fantastic journey we have had on transformation with SAP Yaskohana for Central Finance. And we are just getting started. Our road trip to enterprise transformation is far from over. And we are thrilled to have you on board. Thank you. As we continue down this exciting highway of discovery, Don't forget to stay connected. Hit that subscribe button to ensure you are in the driver's seat for every upcoming episode. And my fellow adventurers, remember that the best part of our journey lies ahead. Stay tuned for more stories, more insights and more moments that will make your enterprise transformation an unforgettable ride.